1: Find a closet staple for every part of your day at American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use Staple 20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com. Promo code STAPLE20.
0: T Mobile 5G home internet can leave you with slower speeds during its busiest hours. Why deal with that? Switch to Cox internet with two times faster download speeds than T Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours. Visit Cox.com slash 5G home to learn more.
2: All right, are you ready to fully. I even muted myself. Are you ready to fully shit show this thing on air? Like completely?
3: Yeah, we're it. totally just winging it. Actually, we so are. I'm
2: well, I mean, here's the thing. It's a shit show, so you know what that means, right? I've already started I've already recording. I started recording. Of course, so you can lipstick it. It's on video, it's on audio. Find a good shit show opening okay. song.
3: Which I just need okay. to have a, a, you know, a little color.
2: No, I hey, do you? You know that we we allow that here? That's your thing. We we don't, we don't step on don't that. You don't
3: technically allow it. You just deal with it. I mean, mm.
2: that's the story of our friendship, so Pretty much like pull the curtain back to everybody. That's just how this works.
1: Were you trying to get crazy with this scene? Eh? Don't you know I'm local? <laughs>
2: You start. You start, I'll finish the show. You you open it.
3: Okay. Yes, okay. well, hello ladies and gentlemen. I am your Twitterless heroine, the ring announcer to the stars, Miss Fancy Pants herself, and most importantly, the Queen of Soft Style, Miranda Morales, your host of the hashtag Miranda Show. But wait, there's more. Because this is not just an episode of the hashtag Miranda Show. And it's not just an episode of the Greg DeMarco show. It is a super such good shit show, pal extravaganza, numero siete, ocho,
2: ocho. So I don't know if we were talking. So remember last time we did one and I said it was number six. So there have been two number sixes. Um, yes. So this is, this is,
3: so there was six, seven. So now, yes, el ocho. Yes. El ocho. Yes. El Ocho, yes. Yes, and you know what that means. That means that we've joined forces, Greg DeMarco and Miranda Morales, uh, to give you one big super show, your favorite elements of the Greg DeMarco show and your favorite elements of the hashtag Miranda show, all under the umbrella of TheChairShot.com.
2: TheChairShot.com.
1: Always
2: use your head. So I have the volume so loud that the sound bites are cranked in my ear so much. So bear with me one second. I got to change something. And changing it, if you talk, no one will hear you. So just give me two seconds.
3: Good. Yes. Uh, For those of you who are new to this special edition of the show, uh, well – We have the luxury every so once in a while to combine our two shows. Typically, the Greg DeMarco show is, well, hosted by Greg DeMarco and co-hosted by myself and Mr. Patrick O'Dowd. Uh, He is obviously not here today. So instead of doing two separate shows, we figured, why don't we just blend it all together for one super super such good shit show, How extravaganza party, uh, felice.
2: Nabi out, almost. Almost. Yep, Patrick O'Dowd, a late scratch, as they would say in the sporting world. But we'll be back. um, No one will be back next week, as as he doesn't even know. Miranda knows, but there will be no shows next week either, um, unless I like get a guest host or something like that. But you know, we can always use the break, so we'll uh, we'll let people take take it off, and and so we got to pack it in this week.
1: This is such good shit.
2: But yeah, it's. Uh,
3: but you know, craziness. one of the fancy things about you know Patrick not being here is we truly get to do things we don't normally do. We get to have a little bit of fun, a little bit of randomness. Uh, as I mentioned, we bring, you know, the best elements of both shows together. Uh, and you know, just just do something a little different. And we're now at episode eight. So and it's truly, I mean, we say such good super shit show, pal, and I've already messed up because that's part of the allure, is that you don't even really know what the title no, is. No, it's
2: past the past super time. I believe it's the super such good shit show. Pal. Yes pal. With the number in the middle. So it's a super yes. such good shit show. Such good shit show. Ocho
3: pal. Ocho pal.
2: Does yeah. it have to be L-Ocho or can it just be Ocho?
3: No, it is L-Ocho. Okay. Oh, I,
2: I'm the well, one who has to write this stuff on the internet when I post this thing. Yeah. So I better get it right. I
3: mean, it could be the Ocho. Really, it's just, you know, I love dumb movie quote lines and anyone that just knows Dodgeball, it is, you know.
2: Which we do. I Ocho. mean, that's it's we've yeah. had Dodgeball I also realized well, like, I I opened the show with a song, so I might have to edit that off of the YouTube version already.
3: Yeah, we may not. You know, he'll just throw throw something in that. But we just got so excited to do another uh, super such good shit show, pal. Uh, El ocho. Um, I I ruined that on purpose. Please know, everybody. Money plan. Greg just explained it, but that's just. That's just part of, of my I didn't explain it. I
2: made you explain it. I don't know it. I needed you to explain <laughs> it because I'm stupid <laughs> when it comes to – I'm barely good at English. I can only am- – when I write and talk all day and do this stuff and yeah. people know of me because of it, but yet I'm terrible at it. Um, that's the irony of the whole world right there.
3: Yeah, yeah. No,
2: that's a- – But here we are.
3: I mean, who would have thought that being as part of, of the Chairshot Radio Network on the Chairshot.com? Play, damn it! The Chairshot.com. Always use your head. Uh, that we would have such kind of a, a, a random show, but you know, uh, it, it's still going to be fun. You're still going to get some reliable news analysis and opinions because uh, that's what we do. We just add a little flair to it. We just add some fun to it. Just I'm or a lot of flair
2: and a lot of fun. A right?
3: lot of flair. We about to. <laughs> we about to do we that. But hey, I mean, look, we'll we'll start off this show on our typical style with, you know, plugging our social medias and, and letting you know where you can get t-shirts, all that because you know, we do have some order in this house.
2: A little bit. A little, surprisingly. Little bit. We sometimes ignore we oftentimes ignore it, but we do have it.
1: Yeah. Mhm.
2: You waiting for me to do something now? I, don't know. I
3: mean I didn't know who was going to do the social media – you I usually will. do the social media plugs so, okay. and then fine. I plug the shirts. That's fine. That's
2: fine. That's fine. That's fine. So I am, of course, Greg DeMarco. She is, of course, Miranda Morales. If you haven't figured that out yet, well, welcome aboard. We are happy to have you. If this is your first time listening – Either you're <laughs> welcome, either you're welcome or I'm sorry. We're <laughs> you sorry yeah, hit me up. That's
3: usually how when I just first meet people, I'm like either you're welcome or I'm sorry. Like I don't, I feel like that's just my first general vibe with people.
2: Yeah, the the story how we first met is hilarious and amazing. It's not.
3: It's it's just random more than anything. It is,
2: which explains pretty much everything.
3: So much so. yeah. That's crazy.
2: all right. Anyway. Uh, my name is Greg DeMarco. You can find me on social media at ChairShotGreg. Like Miranda so eloquently said, this thing is all over the ChairShot.com, which means it's part of the ChairShot Radio Network. All of that lives under the umbrella of at ChairShot Media, this show, uh, the the, 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 the split-up versions, the hashtag Miranda Show and the Greg DeMarco Show, and all of the amazing podcasts that are part of the ChairShot Radio Network are streaming on iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, Google Podcasts, and so many more. So like, subscribe, and leave us a five-star review. Let us know how we're doing. And if you like what you're seeing today, well, tell a friend and, and let them know about it. If you don't like what you're seeing or hearing today, Shut your fucking mouth, okay? We don't need you spreading. <laughs> we're going there, good.
3: We're going there.
2: No, seriously. Man. Tell someone anyway. Be like, you know, it's, it's like when something tastes bad. You're like, oh, my God, this is horrible. Taste so this, hor- right?
3: It's like, Do are that. we like the Vegemite of the podcast world? No, like, we're
2: good. <laughs> we're, we're good at this.
3: Um, we're not the we're only good world. in Australia?
2: We're, the, we're the, uh, the impossible burger. Like, no one realizes that it's not real meat but they still eat it. In the taste you know
3: what? Field. I've done that actually. So quick, quick segue. I did a, a special taste test with Burger King one time. I had a regular Whopper and like an impossible burger Whopper. You could tell the difference. Like you just have to, you have to have, you know, your test and kind of like, uh, you know, your, your but normal. Here, it's not designed
2: to eat them both in the same sitting. If you just had the impossible burger in that sitting, how would that have been?
3: I mean, it would have been okay, but then also if you label it as a Whopper, you're also labeling it with the flavor of the actual Whopper. They could have just called it an impossible burger and not a Whopper because then you're implying that it tastes like a Whopper, and it does not.
2: Okay. <laughs> I, know, I know Patrick's not here, but no, that, that K was for you. <laughs> patrick down that that one's for for you you. i'm afraid i've
4: got some bad news
2: what the table the impossible whopper versus regular whopper conversation yes that sounds like something that we would actually do on air at some point that's just you know me thinking out loud making making plans for the future and and, and thinking about all that stuff but anyway like i said if you don't like it If you do like it, tell a friend and and let them know so they can listen and watch it. Yeah,
3: still tell a friend. Tell a
2: friend, too, and see what they think. And Mm -hmm. maybe you guys will agree, and then you can commiserate around how horrible you think this show is. Maybe you'll disagree, and they will help you come around on the program. Who knows? But be a a part of it. Be a part of the show. Be a part of the movement. We appreciate that. It all, of course, comes to a head where? At com.
5: TheChairShot.com.
1: Always
2: use your head. So that's my social media. That's The Chair social media. You can also follow along with my yellow-clad comrade. I screwed that up. My yellow-clad comrade, Miranda Morales, on hashtag. You can try to follow her on Twitter. You might find her on Twitter this coming Sunday. I don't know, though, depending on how your weekend goes, as NXT TakeOver oh, okay. WarGames comes to you. And she does tend to take over the at Chair Shop Media Twitter account during TakeOver. It is on a Sunday. Who the hell knows? We'll figure it out when we get there. We're figuring out this as we do it. <laughs> We're just, so, yeah,
3: this is, as you said, this Sunday is like, E
2: Right, I know. Gonna
3: work on that, buddy. we'll, uh, we'll I, figure I should, it out. I should, I should, I should. Okay. But...
2: You can find her on Instagram seven days a week, 365 days a year, at the hashtag Miranda. The word hashtag is spelled out. She introduced herself already as it, but the reason she's not on Twitter, well, she's a Twitterist. She has two reasons. Number one, she is a Twitterless heroine, and you can't be the Twitterless heroine if you have a Twitter. And number two, it's a cesspool, and you don't want to be there anyway. So those are the two reasons why Miranda Morales is not on Twitter. She does dip her toe in the water five or six times a year. But other than that, it's uh, it's it's Instagram, it's Facebook, and that is about it. So that is the social media rundown. If you want to follow Patrick O'Dowd and yell at him for not being here, thus forcing you to absorb the greatness that is the super such good shit show, El Ocho, pal. Is there a word for pal in Spanish?
3: Amigo?
2: Ooh, that's... You might see that when the show goes up, you might have, I might need to get you to send me how the entire name of the program would be in Spanish.
3: Oh man, that's, that's going to be rough, but I'll do it.
2: Of course you (laughs) will. And, but you can follow Patrick O'Dowd at wrestling realist. It's W R E S T L N G R E A L I S T. There's no I in wrestling, but there is one in realist and there is one in Patrick O'Dowd, even if he ain't here. So we will talk to Patrick again soon. I mean, I'll probably talk to him tomorrow, but you all will talk to him soon. Of course, you can go back and listen to Bandwagon Nerds. That is also available on the Chairshot Radio Network at thechairshot.com. Come on.
1: Thechairshot.com. Always use your head.
2: I mean, that's a lot of stuff. Like we just covered a whole yeah, lot we
3: covered of, a whole lot of stuff. Yes. I also wanted to uh, do a little shout out that I hit a Instagram milestone this past weekend, and I hit a thousand Ooh, followers. That's insane! That? <laughs>
2: One thousand followers, good stuff. Yes. Congratulations, That's good
3: stuff. I kind of, I also like originally created the Instagram almost out of spite for Patrick's Twitter. Uh I just remember like we used to do the Patrick five hundred where we would count, you know, see if Patrick could get up to five hundred followers. Um and we yeah. did. And then it when we were trying to do like the Patrick five fifty or five seventy five, you know, just more manageable milestones. And uh for a while I kept trying to size up, you know, my Instagram followers versus his Twitter, which is literally comparing apples and oranges. I it know. Is. But At the same time, um, because I'm not on Twitter, I was not going to have a Twitter, you know, arms race with him. Here's the other thing.
2: He's not – he hasn't hit 500 yet. He's at 458. I think the last time we ever did a check-in, he was at like 462. So it's just like – it's like watching paint dry, but the paint's already dry. It's like watching paint try to undry. It's just not going to work. And so, yeah, that – that, that that wasn't gonna be a but thing a, a big long.
3: thank you to anyone who follows me on instagram um to make it's a pretty big milestone one I didn't even think I was going to to get to but i I really appreciate um everyone who who follows me and all my dumb stuff on instagram um, but hey if you want to follow my dumb stuff on instagram at the hashtag miranda um just just for all of you
2: there you go you'll pass me soon enough I'm at like 1074. So
4: and you well, passed see, me once before. You know, it's, I don't know.
3: It's, it's tough. I have to admit, you know, there's definitely mm-hmm. uh, your normal content doesn't get a lot of likes as much as some of your other content I've learned. So, yeah, uh, it's
2: weird. What can you do? You just put out, you just be you and and, yeah. and let everything else kind of go, go the way mm-hmm. it will on social yeah. media. Patrick's on Instagram as well. His handle something weird. I don't even know. But uh, he doesn't post anything anyway. So yeah, don't worry that. about it. It's just I just thing. tag
3: him and stuff,
2: and that's pretty much the only time he's ever active on Instagram. Is yeah, he goes on there, he lurks, but he doesn't post anything, and he doesn't. Yeah, yeah, it is what it is. Oh. So.
3: Well, now that we've hit all that, I can let our listeners and viewers know where they can. Well, but support before, the chair
2: we have got to properly make sure that that gets its its introduction. Oh. oh. We'll see if that gets flagged by YouTube.
3: Oh, that's a good point, too. I, I don't even know. Yeah, I don't know. No, I think it's fine. I think it's fine, everyone. Shh. Nobody tell
2: Don't tell shit. anybody.
3: Don't tell anybody. But yes, it is time for you to go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot and get your very own chair shot t-shirt today. And that means there's over 25 different t-shirt designs that you can pick from. You can pick your color. And, of course, you could pick your t-shirt style. Me as the queen of soft style, I fully endorse the soft style. But, you know, you could choose whatever style you would like. And lots of cool designs, uh, all in support of chairshot.com, Like multiple, always use your head t-shirts, ChairShot Worldwide, hashtag save tag team wrestling, uh, suck it nerds. So if you, you hate nerds, um, then that may be the t-shirt for you. If you hate Baron Corbin, you should get the Baron Corbin suck t-shirt. You definitely yeah, should. Yes, yes, yes. Or endorsed- you can
2: combine them. You can meet Baron Corbin and be like, hey.
3: Suck it nerds.
2: To Baron Corbin, if you really want to. like there's
3: yeah, I was going to say, the Baron Corbin sucks t shirt is endorsed by Baron Corbin.
2: It so absolutely is endorsed by Baron it's, Corbin. It's endorsed he he, by
3: him. It was so. sent to him
2: on Twitter, and he responded back that he loves it. And they didn't make yeah. me take it down, so there you go.
3: Nah, no. I mean, because he does suck. You just can't fight the facts. Chairshot.com is all about the facts, and we give it to you, even in our merchandising. That's
2: right. Hashtag, hashtag journalism. Also a shirt hashtag, at mm-hmm. before forward slash the chair shot.
3: Yes. And of course you can get, um, and speaking of things that sex, I mean, you can get everyone hates Greg DeMarco. Uh, everyone's hate, everyone hates Greg t-shirt that is available. Uh, bandwagon nerds, a winner is you, uh, pot is war. They all have their own t-shirts including the queen of soft style herself. Me have my own t-shirt, the queen of soft style available, there as well t-shirts started 19 nineteen ninety nine. a few extra dollars if you want to upgrade and get a shirt in soft style but it is very much worth it and this holiday season if you're thinking about things to get your friends things to get yourself well you can go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot and purchase your very own chair shot t-shirt or purchase it for a friend or a family member they will love it I can't guarantee it uh you know, also for legal reasons I can't can't make any of these promises on air. However, I uh feel fairly confident that they are going to like it. Um so go to dot com forward slash the shot to get your very own chairshot t-shirt today.
4: How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players. pwx over the top shine and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only 5.99 per month get your free trial today at powerslam.tv
2: go to powerslam.tv promo code chair shot, get your free month again that's powerslam.tv promo code chair shot
3: the chair always use your
2: head this is such good shit you know, I was holding a belt, Miranda. And you were too, but it's a cute little toy belt. But this is the I mean, real deal.
3: It's a it's a lovely belt. That is the Impact Zone Wrestling World Heavyweight Championship in which uh, actually, you know, speaking of, uh, these, speaking uh, of February 27th. Uh, it's not December ICW. 27th.
2: Don't show up yes. on that day.
3: No, no, no. December 27th doesn't exist. Um, <laughs> February 27th. It exists,
2: but there's not an IZW event on that day.
3: Yeah, whatever. It doesn't exist right now. Who knows? We, we're in this last leg of 2020. Maybe 2020 will give up on December 27th, literally days before the, the Maybe. year Maybe. Yes, but... February 27th, IZW is going to crown a new heavyweight champion at Monster uh, that's going to be in Tempe, Arizona at the Sun Studios of Arizona. Um, And it's, yeah, it's a huge, huge uh, milestone in IZW. The first time we'll have a champion in 10?
2: Over 10 years, yeah, over a decade.
3: In over 10 years.
2: Yep, IZW, of course, went away for a bit, and since the comeback, we have not crowned a champion. Without COVID, we would have had a champion by now, but, you know, COVID happened and changed everything in the world of wrestling and in the yep. world in general. But now we are crowning a brand new champion, February 27th. The winner of Monster will walk away with the IZW World Heavyweight Champion. Who's it going to be? I don't know. I mean, I do know, but I don't know. So, there you go. Find out. Well, live. I
3: don't, so I should go buy a ticket. You don't um, need to buy a ticket. I'll just pull back the curtains.
2: Miranda does not need to buy a ticket because she works for yeah, the Yeah, that's
3: show. I do work for the event. But if I didn't, I would still buy a ticket uh because I would want to know who wins the IZW <clears throat> heavyweight championship. And you'd have to tickets. Act fast, so, so you'd have to Yeah, act I was fast. gonna say, where can can uh people in Arizona and surrounding areas find Said tickets for ICW we do projection. we sell our tickets Sorry. through
2: Eventbrite, which I'm sure a lot of people are familiar with, especially on the independent mm-hmm. wrestling scene. But if you go to izwrestling.com, there's a link there to pick up the tickets. If you go to facebookcom forward slash A Z. it's the same on Twitter and the same on Instagram. Those links will take you there to buy your tickets, pick them up. We are sold out of the couch, the VIP couch experience seats. Ooh. I'm going to talk about that in a minute, and we are uh, nearly sold out on the VIP front row. Uh, seats as well we have less than 10 of those left i believe the exact number is eight we do have limited general admission available on top of that we're running the same limited ticket structure that we ran for 30 because we don't know what the world's going to look like in february so we are doing that if the show is canceled you can get a refund you can use your tickets to a future event totally up to you we've we had a couple people that couldn't come to uh, now I have 30 who, who I decided to honor their tickets at the future event. So it's a family. It's an IZW family. Mm-hmm. So we can do things like that. It's one of the reasons why I keep it small. I got, so, so, um, it was the weirdest thing, but like for, for the longest time, we had two couch seats left that for some reason some people weren't buying. And part of it was because for some reason they weren't showing on Facebook, on Facebook couches looked sold out, but on Eventbrite, they didn't. So everything I was posting was making sure that people knew. And then some people were buying more than two, like we had two couch seats left and I was getting ticket purchases, to five tickets, six tickets, four tickets, three, but no, no two. And then someone did buy them and... And the person commented about their purchase, and they were so excited. Like, they've missed out on couch tickets for every show since we've returned. They got the last two. They were so thrilled. And one of the things that I love – there's so many things that I love about promoting the IZW shows. you know. Maybe because we're the standard now in the state of Arizona. I don't know. I don't know. But and, – and there's proof of that out there right now that we laughed about privately, and we'll keep it private. But
3: <laughs> – I know. Um, <laughs> looking cute may delete later.
2: Yeah. But – um they probably won't delete it. That's okay though. But No, no,
3: no,
2: but no. no, but um I I like the fact that it's small enough to where you can have those interactions that yeah. you can talk to people like that. You can you can do those. If it was a, you know, if we were pulling, you know, if we were on a 1000 seat building and selling that out, I couldn't have all these people who could message me and whatever. Like it get too overwhelming and I'd have to somehow turn that off. But at this rate, at this level that we are, we can put on good you know financially successful events that work that people love that the talent love being a part of that that everything is just purely positive, and we can do it and keep i z w as a family and talk mm-hmm. to everybody and have those great conversations and have those great interactions and just feel good coming out of it and that 's the biggest thing. Uh, There we're almost two weeks removed from NAV 30 and everybody seems to be safe and sound and and all the follow up there does seem to be positive. So I'm excited about that. And we're just rolling, man. We're rolling on. We've never sold this many tickets without a single thing being announced. Um, And and so there's been a few things announced that people know we obviously have monster. Tyler Sintron will enter last. We do know that Mr. Classic and Watson will, will, will compete in the ladder match. But if you were there at NF30, you know those things. But it has not been announced on our social media yet, as all the graphics are still in in production. And and so, uh, and without all of that, we're already moving lots of tickets. So, long yeah. story short, this thing will sell out. The last yeah. thing sold out. The next thing's gonna sell out. This thing's gonna sell out. We run sold-out shows. It's amazing. I couldn't be happier about it. Get your tickets while you can. Come be a part of it. It's a lot of fun, and we love seeing everybody there. And, uh, yeah, you might, now that people know who I am there, and now you might get to see me, you'll definitely get to see uh, Miranda Morales as her role. Well, she's got backstage roles as well, but also has an stage role uh, as part of it, which is very much appreciated. But come out. Check it out. Lots of fun. You won't regret it. And you know, you can get those IZW t-shirts at com forward slash the chair shot as well, including a new design that might be up by the time you hear this. Uh, may, may not. I don't know, but we've got the, uh, the NWA, uh, rap group, NWA inspired design that, that's on there. We also have the NWO inspired design that we may have been chuckling about a moment ago. We also now have an ECW inspired design that'll be going live. Here in the next few days, uh, artwork done by Gregory Holmes Jr., a good friend of mine, also uh, yes. the person who made the Queen of Soft Style shirt for our yes. very own. Yes, very, very members.
3: talented individual. Uh, can't thank him enough for his t-shirt designs. And, yeah, just, just fantastic work. And, hey, two more IZW shirts, at least, I can, I can talk about are in
2: the works as we speak. And here in the next week or two, those will be available at perwescendies.com forward slash the chair shot as well. Very excited about those. They're a little bit different and, and things that can, you can, you know, still support IZW, but have a, a cool looking unique t-shirt, uh, as well. And I, and at, at the moment, I don't think either of them are going to be designed to be on a black shirt. Oh, that's some
3: breaking news because most of the t-shirts on the chair shot pro wrestling tees website uh, as far as presented are uh, in a black background. I mean, you can order them in different colors. Of course, but most of them are formally presented in black as kind of the staple. And uh, I mean, but you 90 know,
2: percent of wrestling T-shirts are black, red and white. Black, so red. it's it's.
3: but I you know we've seen some really cool. One of my favorite T-shirts is the uh, OG chair shot logo T-shirt in army green. Like, that's been my favorite go-to shirt. I, uh, we talked last week on the Hashtag Miranda Show uh, that one of my good friends, Derek Gamble, from uh, Wrestling IQ 101 and the Rapid Wrestling Podcast, he ordered his Queen of Soft Style t-shirt in blue, um, and it looks really damn good. It does. look so, looks um,
2: really good in blue. I like
3: yeah, it. Yeah, the uh Baron Corbin suck shirt having read and it's like
2: Bet
4: MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn five dollars into one hundred and fifty dollars instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code Champion one hundred and fifty. Then place a five dollar wager on any sport. You'll receive one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks
3: Piece de resistance. I don't even
2: think that one's available in black. I think it's only available in red and in.
3: Still works. So Maybe. So. Yeah. So there, that's that's just a lesson for all of you that, you know, sometimes get out of your comfort zone with t shirt colors. Oh,
2: yeah. They'll still look good and and they'll still be something that you can enjoy and, and wear and support the chair shot, support ICW, but also have a shirt you feel good about wearing. You don't have to wear this thing and be like, mm-hmm. well, I'm going I'm to I'm support this thing, but I'm wearing this shirt. But then you're at Walmart, like, Everybody looking at me right now, I don't know. No, nah, you can wear it out, be happy, be fine. Someone ask you about yeah. it, you talk about something you like. It's all good. It is all good. So side tra- we got sidetracked on the shit show. Go figure go yes. figure that that happens Surprise. so should i should i, no, should I dive much. into the first topic should i should i do it we're only let's see here we're only 29 minutes into the program yeah, maybe i should dive yeah, into the first yeah.
3: might, topic. As, might as well, we'll and i feel future. like the you know what we present throughout the show is gonna be a little bit of a mix of the greg demarco show and a little bit of a mix of the hashtag writer show you'll figure you'll see you'll see <laughs> i you like know? that Just-
2: you'll figure it out <laughs>
3: you'll figure or, it out or you'll, you'll figure see. out that you don't
2: want to listen anymore one of the two will happen likely <laughs> no because i gotta wait till long.
3: my portion of the episode because then they'll see why i uh, self proclaimed most random podcast on the chair shop radio network oh, I, I try and really live up to my i name. think you we'll live see. up to
2: it you definitely live up to it and, and i've got ideas for more that we haven't talked about yet anyway on monday's edition of wwe monday night raw aj styles defeated keith lee And Matt Riddle to become the new number one contender for the WWE Championship and will challenge Drew McIntyre later this month at WWE TLC. The spot had been rumored for Braun Strowman, who was dealing with an injury and was written off of television in a suspension angle last week where he headbutted good friend of the program, Adam Pearce, WWE official, as he's termed Adam Mm -hmm. Pearce. AJ has been in the company for just under five years now has already held six championships, three runs with the United States Championship, one Intercontinental Championship reign, and two times he has been a world champion in WWE. He has been in a singles match in every WrestleMania since his debut, wrestling Chris Jericho, Shane McMahon, Shinsuke Nakamura, Randy Orton, which I think a lot of people don't remember he wrestled Randy Orton at WrestleMania 35, and The Undertaker, amassing a 3-2 and record, a winning record, On the WWE and all of pro wrestling's grandest stage. Is this a case of, in case of emergency, break the phenomenal glass and use AJ Styles? Is he the unsung hero of WWE? The most valuable player, whatever you want to call him, Miranda Morales. How would you describe AJ Styles and his value to WWE?
3: Well, I'm glad we're starting off with this topic, because we kind of ended last week's edition of the Hashtag Miranda Show um, in almost this epiphany about AJ Styles. We talked more about The Undertaker, um, his career, and specifically his last match with AJ Styles at WrestleMania 36. And this, you know...
2: I'm sorry. I'm laughing, and and I can't help it. It's almost like we planned it that way.
3: We didn't plan it. No, right we didn't. <laughs>
2: it's just dumb fucking luck. We didn't plan it. It that was way really,
3: it was really dumb luck, especially because uh, we, you know, Patrick should have been here to also be a part of this conversation, um, and now he's not. So I'm just hogging it. But uh, I, I want to lead yeah. a little bit into, you know, some of that topic because it was more of this kind of all of a sudden thing, and I feel like AJ Styles, his work in WWE, sometimes not get swept under the rug, but kind of doesn't have the same place as, say, Randy Orton, say, um, even right now, Drew McIntyre, because he came to the WWE later in his career, already establishing himself all over the world. And so um, sometimes you forget. I mean, just listing out all his accomplishments in the last five years, you kind of forget. But the fact that he has the honor of having the last match with The Undertaker we wouldn't know you know, five years ago if that would have actually happened, and the fact that he did that and it wasn't a lifer or someone. Who had a, a, a longer career, has had their entire career in the WWE, means a whole lot about him as a professional wrestler, about his skill set, about you know his dedication to the craft, but also just his flexibility, and willingness to work in multiple roles and settings within the WWE. Whether it is with the United States Championship picker, picture, Intercontinental, you know maybe he he isn't in a title picture. He's jumped from Raw to SmackDown in every which way. I mean I think he's very much a utility player and not just though in a mid-car way in, you know, you could put him in any scenario and he can be successful because not only does he have the physical ability and talent and safety, but also now the personality, even just in the five years that we've seen him, he has evolved so much. And so I do feel like he is someone that you can insert in any program, especially a title picture and one it establishes or just maintains credibility. And also it keeps things interesting. So, I, you know, I would say that sometimes we for, almost forget about AJ Styles because we're so used to him in this role. And a lot of things are going on in the WWE at a given point. But that's been the the one thing that's been very consistent. And I do think, as you mentioned, some of his programs, there's been some that have been better than others. And I know a lot of people had high expectations on his program with Shinsuke, and that didn't go accordingly, but at the same time that is in a way different environment than what they did in, in New Japan. So they're two very different companies and that that program was presented in two very different ways. But I think it's all been to the benefit of, of AJ Styles. And I think even if he is meant to replace Braun Strowman, he's a very formidable a uh, competitor in this role against Drew McIntyre. And I think, you know, Drew facing him is only going to help his credibility uh, as a champion. And it's just another box to tick. I mean, you've already seen Drew face, um, uh, Just recently, Roman Reigns, even though that he didn't win that one, that's still a big milestone. Winning the championship the first time around from Brock Lesnar. Um, Having a a long program with Randy Orton. So if you're thinking about someone else on the roster now that he can face, that's only going to cement his legacy and his championship run, who else better than AJ Styles?
2: And here's the crazy thing about it. People are going to come out of this match being like, man... I want to see AJ Styles as a world champion again. Like that's going to happen, and and AJ is just that type of performer. He's just that damn good, and yeah. and he's been money. Everything he's done in WWE, I, I've enjoyed. I mean, yeah. we're coming up on TLC, and and when we do this, sometimes at the chair shot, we'll post classic reviews of, of prior shows, and, and one that's coming up is TLC 2016, where AJ Styles wrestled Dean Ambrose. Of course, you guys know now is John Moxley. And that match, like, go back to the WWE Network and and watch that match. It was the main event of TLC 2016 that it features a springboard 450 through a table on the floor, which is just insane. And to be able to pull that off with that precision accuracy, like, that's God-given talent. That is not anything you can work on and rehearse, and he nails it perfectly. He's just that damn good, like I said before. And I'll be honest with you. No offense to Braun Strowman, but given the choice, I'm picking the match we got, not the match we were rumored to get hundred yes. percent, 10 times out of 10, whatever cliche you want to use, I'm picking AJ Styles versus Drew McIntyre. And, and you're right. Like he was like 37 or 38 years old when he joined WWE. And so he was already established. I mean, at some points, you know, he was ready to retire and he's already said, like, this is going to be it for him. This is where he's going to finish his career up. This might even be his last contract. And. He's still doing amazing work, and and he's in WWE, so he can bring it back just a little bit and focus on when he does the big spots, they mean something, And, and I'm really excited to see what he does with Drew McIntyre. We've seen AJ wrestle Roman Reigns and have great matches. We've seen AJ wrestle Brock Lesnar and have a great match. I think this is going to be a hallmark of Drew McIntyre's time as a world champion in WWE when he goes one-on-one with AJ Styles at TLC. I don't know if it's going to be a stipulation match. It doesn't seem like it. Uh, there's, of course, the Miz factor and whether or not he decides to cash in and, and who knows what happens there. But I really think AJ Styles is has become the kind of talent that WWE, whether they know it or not, or they realized it, or I'm sure they do, if ever they need someone to do something, you can bust out AJ styles and he will deliver. And it's, 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 and he never disappoints. And to me, it's like this guy, I mean, he's already hall of famer. Like if you were to retire tomorrow and if McIntyre was last match, he would be a hall of famer just because of the career that he's had in general. But he has had an outstanding career in WWE and, and hopefully people appreciate AJ for what he is. Cause I think he's also really easy to overlook. And that's my next question. Mm -hmm. Like, Is it easy? I'll rephrase that just a little bit. Is it easy to take AJ Styles for granted?
3: Yes. Yes. And again, that was kind of what we talked about, because I don't think he's someone that automatically pops into your mind. Um, And it could be because he's not always in predominant storylines. Like just earlier, you know, he was in a program for the Intercontinental Championship um and and the intercontinental championship itself has been viewed so differently um in the past five ten years where it's no longer even viewed as the second tier title it's it's changed so much that landscape that you don't look at the intercontinental championship picture as much uh with a critical eye anymore um than than what you used to so i mean he's kind of been just able to jump around from different programs uh and uh just different matches that you just kind of get used to him you you don't necessarily think of anything quite memorable, not because of just not his skill set and his work it's just because there's so much else going on w w e intentionally try and focus your attention to the main title pictures or to the big storylines and whether that it's been drew mcintyre's reign what's happening with roman reigns even the women's division you know a lot of that um was was really with sasha and bailey for a while the mysterio family storyline like they purposely draw your attention to some of these other bigger stories and you kind of forget about aj um but not not in a way that you know That he's terrible or anything, just that you forget about it because they purposely draw your attention away to other wrestlers and other stories. So I I do think it's easy to kind of, that that he gets forgotten.
2: Yeah, but good for him. Getting that, hopefully, as WrestleMania 37 rolls around, he gets to be in a prominent role again. It's so funny, I talked about the last five years, he's been in a singles match every single WrestleMania. Randy Orton hasn't even done that. Like, he was in a four-way at one of those. Like, it's not something that... Everybody gets to do and he's got a winning record at WrestleMania and not that that really matters, but he was the undertaker's last match. He'll always have that. Mm -hmm. I mean, just so many things. And and I love the fact that Randy Orton is getting this, not Randy Orton, excuse me, that AJ Styles is getting this. I'm excited for it. And and I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a hell of a match and it might steal the show at, you know, TLC. It's rumored that we'll get Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens, whatever happens with them this week on, on, uh, on SmackDown, as they have a one on one match on Friday, it's probably going to lead to something with them at TLC and just so many good things. Such good shit, as we like to say on these here shows, um, time after time. This is
1: such good shit. And,
2: but I'm excited for it and I think it's going to be, going to be absolutely outstanding. Funny aside, while we're on the topic of WWE, I, um, last week we talked about, you know, what wrestler you would love as a kid, what, what the kid version of you, who the kid yeah. version of you would love. They were listening because I said Kevin Owens. And what do they do? They have him go out on NXT and steal the show with some of the best commentary I've heard in a long time and the best Kevin Owens show I've ever seen. Uh, His Kevin Owens show, like when he talked about every trope that's going to happen, he was like, Oh, you say somebody's name. They're going to come out and he did the countdown. The music wouldn't start. Like it was just, but he, he, he was funny, but he didn't take away from what was going on with Leon Ruff, Johnny Gargano or Damian Priest.
3: to NXT and in his relationship with NXT I think we hear a lot of speculation about wrestlers wanting to you know they're on Smackdown having the opportunity to come back to NXT because it's almost this perfect little bubble where you have storyline development but you also have really good wrestling it's not too campy or too overrun with silly humor they find such the right balance of being a show for real you know and I wouldn't say real but I guess for people who are more dedicated to the wrestling aspect of pro wrestling, you know, the the wrestling, a wrestling fans, wrestling show. Um, I I feel like NXT is is very much of that, but still being able to have funny and even quirky storylines, but not taking it over the top, like you see on on Raw and SmackDown, having it at a level where it still progresses characters and and stories. And then, you know, just, you know, Kevin Owens is just really, grown and bred in NXT. I mean, even through his career in the independence, things just clicked so well mm-hmm. for him in NXT, like they do for many um, that started in NXT and then move up to Raw or SmackDown. And it's just, I think his work last week on NXT just shows like the, there's always this, this bond and this way that NXT just understands wrestling. Uh, and wrestlers and i feel like that's why so many people on the roster just have such a respect and admiration for it that when the opportunity comes to come back even for a night they take it and they run with it um, because it's it's just such a fun and right fit um and and some of some of it i can't even explain because i right. you know i just feel like it just all these puzzle pieces come together so perfectly mm-hmm. but i think it's the right people who have an understanding of that balance between wrestling and entertainment
2: i think the best things that work adjust- to work, it's hard to explain how they work. Like, if I ask you today, you know, toot my own horn, why is izw so successful? You could list off a few reasons, but we don't know the real reason. It just works, and and it's just, and that's why I'm so hesitant to not change certain things. Um, the the interesting thing about Kevin Owens, or really, it's just a, a side story that I want to tell about Kevin Owens. it's been a while. Um. Several years ago, he became the Ring of Honor World Champion on a Saturday, and back then, Patrick and I, I believe, were recording the show on a Sunday, and I was able to get him to come on the show. Like I emailed, um, and and was able to to make that happen in less than twenty four hours, and it was a real brief spot that he could only do. And he came on, being in the show, did a few things, left, and we had him scheduled for a, a, an actual interview, and he canceled. But and and he canceled because one of his kid his kid was sick, and and the email that he sent me that I could still find, but I'm not going to his personal, like the things he said in that email about how bad he felt and, and what his family means. Like it was, I mean, he put time into sending this email to me that he can't do the show. Like maybe that's why I'm such a big Kevin Owens fan. I don't know, but it's just, you know, getting that, like, some people just don't show up for interviews like it's just, yeah. you know, that they, don't can happen. To
3: they don't have to say but anything. I think that's that's been something he's been very consistent on for a long time, just the type of person he is and what he values and what wrestling means to him. And I think that's why NXT was really such a good place for him, because it seemed like it was an alignment of values of what pro wrestling should be and can be. Um, and I just, when things click, they, they just click really well. And, um, I, I think you could feel it, you could see it, you could hear it. And I think as a fan, you could feel it, that, You know, sometimes the humor that you try to put on, say, Raw or SmackDown either flies over people's heads or it's too campy or just too much and it's already a long show and all that kind of stuff. Whereas NXT, things are timed so well. It's not done in a way where you have multiple, say, funny segments in a row where you're not exhausted after watching it. Like, there's definitely been times watching Raw or SmackDown, especially Raw because it is a three-hour product, where I would just feel exhausted and almost disappointed because it was such a long show, and yet there still was things that most of it i I you know either just couldn't quite get into or thought was too much or thought they could have done differently, and that 's just me as my fan perspective but At the same time, I just don't have that feeling with NXT ever. I feel like the flow of the show goes so well um, that the programs that they have are well built. The wrestling is fantastic. The commentary is solid. You know, all these things that just stack up. And and when you bring in an element like Kevin Owens, even if it's for a one-off, like still all those things are there. Plus you have... An environment where Kevin Owens can be really the best Kevin Owens, you know, Mm -hmm. the humor is understood, the dynamic is there, all of that where, you know, again, talking about being overshadowed, I feel like on an average basis, even though Kevin Owens is in a big storyline right now, he's been overlooked a lot Mm -hmm. because of the fact that there's, they're, they're drawing your attention to some of these bigger stories and these bigger matches and everything else, you kind of have these blinders on, even though they have two to three hours of content that they need to build, and they want you to care about it all, so you stay tuned. In reality, they're really putting blinders on you, so you only focus on the big things that they want you to focus on. Of course.
2: That's what their so, job is, and that's yeah. what they do. It's so, funny. This TLC pay-per-view, you're getting – some appreciation for people. We think about AJ Styles getting his big match. Kevin Owens probably getting his big match. Jay Uso getting a big match outside of Roman Reigns with Daniel Bryan. That's probably going to happen at TLC. I mean, yeah, TLC might be one of those sleeper pay-per-views that it tends to be Mm -hmm. on a year to year basis um quick uh note side note to the side note to the side note because that's what we do on okay. these here shit exactly. shows i i say that's what we do on the shit shows we do that on regular shows Let, let's be totally honest here yeah we're off the rails all the time we're just labeling it time. this time exactly like we're, just, we're, just, we're just we're just telling people what they should be watching just like WWE does um we're just just zoning them in on certain things can you guess and of course this is a horrible way to put someone on the spot but can you guess my guilty know. pleasure in nxt It's a person that you probably wouldn't imagine that I like, so it's not the obvious like Adam Cole or Pat McAfee or anything like that or or Shotzi Blackheart, none of that stuff. But guilty pleasure for NXT that I love, that I honestly, personally, I would think I would hate, but I actually love, and it's one of my favorite. Every time I see this person, it's a guy, every time I see him, I get so excited.
3: I don't know. Is it uh i'm already thinking about this program in general but if you're thinking maybe out of left field is it uh cameron grimes
2: oh my god you just nailed it yeah there is no i get so excited all i need to hear i love nxt anyway right it's my favorite wrestling show but all of a sudden this guy comes around the corner and i hear Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes! And I
3: get so excited every time I hear, Cameron Grimes! Ladies and gentlemen, the man pops for Cameron Grimes. I do!
2: Every single time, like, and it, it's part of it's the way he says his own name. Like, he's, oh, yes. he's in a horror movie cinematic match with Dexter Loomis. Oh, he's walking God, to his house. I
3: loved that match And he goes in there so and he's
2: just like, I'm not afraid. Cameron I'm Grimes not isn't not afraid. afraid. <laughs> and like, He just says it. We'll say, Cameron Grimes! Like, I love the way he says his own name. And it's just so funny and he pulls off everything so well and it's like i i was never a big trevor lee fan before this but for some reason when he walks out he's cameron grimes i'm just like yeah yes cameron grimes let's go let's go cameron grimes let's Let's go go,
3: cameron yes we're getting our top hats already for the cameron grimes i I just
2: want to acknowledge right now this is what happens Miranda Morales on the spot knew it was Cameron Grimes. We never talked about that. We haven't.
3: Had no, that. no, no. I just figured because show. I feel like he's a lot of people's guilty pleasures. Like I, I, obviously too, like was not a fan of him at first. Um, but this even program with Dexter mm-hmm. Loomis, like
2: he's made I, me care about a Dexter Loomis made, program.
3: Yes, he's made me care. Even like that whole uh cinematic boneyard graveyard, whatever haunted house match. I don't know what it was. I don't know what but it's called. Was it was so, good perfectly executed especially because like dexter loomis's character is essentially a serial killer like i don't he is literally just,
2: and he's a baby face and a hero
3: and he's also a cartoonist so i'm very confused by who dexter loomis is however and you just said a minute (laughs) ago
2: that nxt doesn't go over the top and too confusing and too crazy and then dexter loomis happens but it's okay
3: but it's okay because Cameron it's Grimes Extra and it's Cram and Grimes like both of the most kind of oddest dynamics oddest characters in NXT. I've had this long standing like long standing program.
2: It's one of the and longest. have had event. them
3: do all of these kind of crazy matches, and it works for them too. So I think that too, like they understand what works for a program, and they don't try and force it on to others. Like of course you have the the women's division. You have Io Shirai just killing the game you know and she has even just her match too uh with um
2: the recent one uh, with, Rhea Ripley? with candace oh with candace yeah
3: yeah yeah just even that ladder match uh, at halloween havoc you know mm-hmm. like it wasn't super gimmicky it was just a straight up ladder match and so they don't need to put a lot of the gimmicky things especially in the women's division when they have solid wrestling whereas i think with the the men's uh scene um especially those that are just kind of character driven like a cameron grimes and even a dexter loomis like you can do these types of funner matches or random matches and it makes sense and again this is long-term storytelling they've been doing and they've had to do this because i didn't care about cameron grimes for a minute uh as in a minute like forever literally up until halloween havoc and then it all clicked i was like you know what damn it I'm His performance
2: board. at Halloween Havoc and the build to that match. The yes. Dexter Loomis thing has really brought out the, the best Cameron Grimes in Cameron Grimes. Like, yes. And
3: even it. then, like, look, I've always noted this, but he's like, Dexter Loomis is a serial killer. But I think he's- I'm okay with that in my wrestling. Like, I'm okay as the serial killer. It goes back to the 90s. Is this almost like, you know, you have... um. Uh, like by day trade, you know, you're like a race car <laughs> driver or you're a repo man or you're a monk. And it's like by day, maybe he is a serial killer and by night, he's a wrestler.
2: I cannot so buy a know? serial killer as an occupational gimmick. I just can't. I, I just can't do it. Like we should well, do that you know, at some it's point. Also his
3: fault because he, when he used to work in Impact and stuff without the mustache, when he used to work without the mustache, Total boring person
2: <laughs> the mustache did it mustache
3: for he looks the exact same way as he did when he yeah. used to wrestle in impact just with the same gloves. But you know what's changed? Well, the mustache. And they make him wear
2: the shirt because, honestly, he's got some of the most god-awful tattoos ever. Like, his both of his arms yeah, are a solid black Yeah, but even then, it's almost just point. like
3: a wife beater, which, again, seems but very serial killer-ish.
2: But it just looks weird. I have a feeling he's always going to be wrestling in this long sleeve shirt in WWE. Oh, um, well, yeah, that too.
3: Yeah, so But it, it works.
2: It doesn't matter because it works.
3: But even then... It's so tight and like just so confined. It just seems like a serial killer. He probably is. And I think I'm okay with that. And yeah. Like NXT can present a serial killer. Gimmick. I mean, that's not even on purpose because he technically draws cartoons too, which is like okay. I, I'm still understanding this whole thing. You know, I'm I'll figure it out. But I I kind of leaning more to like, can you just have him be a serial killer? I feel like that's way more interesting than any of the other things they try and make him do.
2: I don't even know how to transition to the next the next part of the program at this point. Like it's one of those things where I'm like, what do I
3: Well, actually, do I even do? if we really wanted to get, I mean, we've been talking about Halloween havoc so much that I I do have something related. Oh, well, hang on. Let's good. let's let's Yeah, yeah. Okay, here you go it's your turn well i i mean i wasn't gonna i mean i guess i could throw a it hashtag doesn't have to be Miranda, miranda right, right. i
2: just i yeah. wanted some form of transition and that's what it yes
3: was. yes well this is the hashtag miranda uh part of the show where the real randomness shit show comes out and so some of you may remember this little gimmick here which is my halloween pumpkin and some of you may not remember. I don't even know if I've actually put this on air before i don't I don't think we were camera. doing the
2: video back then because that was did? like yeah. the last I don't remember when it was but and and you were also that was one of those times where when we recorded it, and I'm pretty sure it was audio only you were frozen the whole time, like on your video feed was frozen the whole time, oh. but your audio was fine, and so I never saw you doing any of this, and I don't even know if I saw the pumpkin but go back and and it was actually when we did, you know, the, a best of edition in July, I included that part where we did the pumpkin where you made me fantasy book wrestling matches of people whose names you pulled out of that their bucket and that's where I came up with um what was it Becky Lynch and the Fantastics were known as Fantastic Man that was
3: mm-hmm.
2: God, I'm brilliant. He was wow. really
3: proud. He was really proud of that.
2: I was. Because it yeah. was on the spot. Like, that's just like this whole program. Like, we did not have plans of talking about Kevin Owens or Cameron no. Grimes or Halloween Havoc. Or yeah, Metro I mean, I, I got
3: Greg to reveal right. his deep secret uh, of being a Cameron Grimes fan. Like, that was not going to happen Probably. today. I don't think Greg was David ever Grimes. going to admit that. I
2: I would have found some way, but it's just, it, it's one of those things that's like it's never big enough talk about. But yet, here we are talking here we about are, so. so 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 Miranda what's in the bucket
3: yes yeah what's in the bucket so this is my trusty Halloween bucket that I pull out every so often and this is where the ideas happen and by ideas I mean ideas that are in here so in a similar fashion to what Greg had mentioned on a previous episode of the hashtag Miranda show where uh, I made Greg fantasy book names uh, out of a that I picked out of this bucket. I have some topics here and it's just more of a random assortment of topics. And we're just going to, now, uh,
2: I need, I need to, I need to ask you a question. How long have you had random topics sitting in this bucket? Like
3: not, uh, since the beginning of the show,
2: you since, did like, that, all as that? we were like, doing
3: the intros.
2: Damn, that's talent. right?
3: There. And I just, that's, that's, I was literally writing a few ideas. And so there's actually a good amount. I can like, hear uh, it. Yeah, yeah, like your microphone's picking up, like I can good, hear
2: good the, those things. All right, there. so let's and you
3: can see Yeah.
2: Let's let's have some fun with the bucket yeah, o so topics. Let's
3: have some we're gonna just talk about some random topics. All pretty new, big stories of, of recent. Uh and we'll just see where the, the world takes us here. See what so happens. first random topic is Okay, so N.W.A. Shockwave, the N.W.A. announced last week or just very recently. I don't really remember that they uh, are bringing back um, their televised show, uh, which actually aired today as we are recording this. You guys see this later on in the week. But Shockwave is coming back now. This, though, isn't necessarily a a surprise to anyone. Um, And I know Greg's face when I announced this. It's not necessarily a big deal and and i know some fans are going to be shocked like why it's called shockwave we're about to shock you uh this week <laughs> Really, all it is, is uh, they are repackaging matches that have already occurred through the United Wrestling Network's Primetime Live. So the three matches that occurred this week, you had Nick Aldis and Mike Bennett for the NWA World Championship. That already aired. Uh, Heather Monroe uh, versus um, Camille. That already aired. Um, And then there was a third one. I forget. Greg will do that as I explain the rest of the
4: show. Uh, Jennifer,
1: However,
3: yeah, uh, and, and this could be the model that they use initially because they've already been working with the United Wrestling Network to tape content uh, for the past few months, that we may see these be kind of the initial episodes and then later on some more exclusive NWA content. Um, but it is different than Power. It's not the same um, kind of live uh, studio setup uh, at least right now. Uh, but it it is right at this point more just kind of reruns now another big difference of this is not behind a paywall so the united wrestling network primetime live that you did have to pay for uh on fight tv in order to to watch live um this is just on youtube so this could be new for some new fans who didn't watch uh primetime live uh previously And so it could be a good mechanism in order to get some fans uh, to watch Primetime Live or uh, for those who didn't pay to get reconnected with NWA content. But I think at first there was a lot of buzz and hoopla about Shockwave. Uh, But when you look at this first episode and kind of the game plan for it, it doesn't seem as new, as shiny as fans would have hoped for in a new nwa product
2: i didn't even realize that it was rerun matches like i had no idea and and
3: and, and that was something they didn't announce prior to that that's something that we just got today so um next week they're going to be uh showing um thunder rosa versus priscilla kelly which was on one of the early episodes of our time live so I, I think it's more of a realization of, you know, the NWA's actually had some great momentum because of the women's division of Thunder Rosa's work. I mean, it really elevated when you see it on mm-hmm. um, AEW. And, and still, I mean, Serena Deeb has been um, making regular appearances on, on AEW. And She's so under contract with AEW. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm curious if you think, is this more of a misstep? You know, is this... Something should they have waited to create more newer content instead of replaying things that they've been doing with the United wrestling network? Or is this a way to help build up a fan base and and potentially we see them air their own material on shockwave?
2: What I don't understand is, okay. So every Tuesday they already record, they already do the primetime live thing, right? Mm -hmm. So you have a ring, you have cameras, you have all the stuff set up. Why not just record matches for this there and then Aram the next week, since this air is right before Primetime Live. Like, is this a, a, supposed to be like a lead-in to Primetime Live? Like, is this Sunday Night Heat before a pay-per-view? We're using recycled matches, which people haven't seen. So now, why would I pay for Primetime Live? Which, if you look at this week's lineup, like, why would you pay for Primetime Live? But, like, I'm trying to be nice, because I like some people that work there, but, yeah. fuck, like, really? You, do you want me to pay $10 for that? Uh, or $6, whatever it costs? You yeah, know, like, I'm not like, I'm sorry, but I'm just not. And so now you're telling people, well, if something really important happens, you are probably gonna show it down the road. And and even with social media, like you're going to see what you need to see. So, so that's you know, one issue that I have, but I like the idea of doing this weekly show. I just don't like the idea of recycling matches, especially when you've got the place and the bandwidth to tape these matches, like, why not – why do you even use recycled matches next week? Like they're literally – it's Tuesday night and we record this. They're literally there right now as we speak. We're doing primetime live just – record some other matches and show them next week as part of shockwave like Mm -hmm. just change the the video screen like like and 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 it's shockwave now and and
3: and they know what's been successful because of what they did with power like they knew they were getting some really good momentum and fan uh, a growing fan base with power you know take a lot of that structure that you had with power and move it to shockwave yeah. And and maybe this is kind of their introduction, but I also see exactly what you mean. Why start there? Why don't you just start with new content mm-hmm. and then build from there instead of, you know, airing matches that have already been seen. I, mean, I think like I said, Prime best Time of
2: Life. this week would have been fine, but yeah. for next week, you have no excuse. You have wrestlers, you have a ring, you have everything set up there to record new content for next week that could be used for Shockwave as the lead-in for the Primetime Live. And and I think like some of the matches on this week's primetime live would probably be better served on a shockwave. It's kind of like, you know, dark, like it really is yeah. in, in a lot of ways. Yeah. Like this is the most AEW dark episode of primetime live they've ever run. And I know some of it, you know, they had to pause the, the UWN world championship tournament because of injury. And, and, and I get all that. Um, I just think that I don't want to say if it's a misstep, but I definitely think it's a missed opportunity. Yeah. But it can be fixed and maybe it will be yeah. fixed. Like I'm critical of them and, and I have been, and I just told you not to pay for it, which is really bad. You should have done that, but whatever. We're, we're honest not, 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 not for nothing, but we're honest on these shows. Um, yeah. But I do think they have an opportunity to turn that around and actually make it something that's, that's useful.
3: Yeah. And again, they know what works. Like, I think if they hadn't had success with power, it may be more excusable, but they've had success with power. Mm-hmm. They knew what they were building and, and the structure that was working So if they already knew what was good, keep on doing what's good. I don't know. It just seems um, that there was a lot of excitement and buzz about Shockwave. And then when it launched earlier today, it was like, oh, this is it. And I don't want that for the NWA. Mm -hmm. You know, they've already done such amazing work and growth, not only with what they were able to do with with power in a short amount of time, but again, you know, with with the women's division, like they had it on national TV. They had a buzz around it that they hadn't had ever. So yeah. use that momentum to produce newer things and, and show something different instead of reruns.
2: Yeah. And the NWA continues to shift from, it basically continues to shift over Dave Marquez. And and maybe that's a good thing. Maybe it's not. I think we'll find out um, once they lost Dave Logano, which they had to, let's be mm-hmm. a for, yeah. perfectly honest. Um, that, that really changed everything for the NWA. And, and I think that they'll, I hope that they'll figure it out. Um, and, yeah, I just... I don't even know where I was going with that. Do something with it. Just please, do something yeah. with
3: it. Do something. Moral of the story, do something. Next topic.
2: We need music. Actually, we don't need music. We just need the shuffling sound that we're already getting.
3: Okay. Next topic. Oops, I got you. Okay. <laughs> You'll like this one, because I know nothing about it. Uh, Ring of Honor Final Battle. Uh, has been announced and so I threw this in one for you so that we can do ring of honor education of Miranda Morales uh,
2: so that's Thankfully, I've been keeping up enough to know what's going on. So, final battle was announced last week. It'll be in Baltimore, their home, where they've been recording. Um, it will not be in front of fans, as Ring of Honor has been very conservative about that. And I've really loved the product so far, and, and the Pure Tournament. I'm trying to carve out time to actually cover some of it for the Chairshot.com because I, I've enjoyed it. I feel like it's getting back to what Ring of Honor used to be, and 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 with mm-hmm. you know. The less bloated roster, and, and 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 some of the focus on different championships. Final battle will take place later this month, and I'll date in front of me. I'm not going to pretend to, but it will be on pay per view mm-hmm. for uh, for Ring of Honor. Every single championship will be defended, which is an interesting wrinkle because Jonathan Gresham holds two of those. He <laughs> yes. is the Pure Champion and one half of the Tag Team Champions with Jay Lethal. And if you've been paying close attention, he has been pushing the tag team titles to the back burner while. Um, focusing more on that peer championship. In fact, if you go back and see the match where he beat hot sauce, Tracy Williams, which is the dumbest nickname in the world, but I love, um, because who calls himself hot sauce when he's just the most bland wrestler ever? Maybe that's the reason why. But it's it, it, he's holding up the pure championship, and it's G Lethal who grabs the tag team title and throws it over mm-hmm. Jonathan Gresham's shoulder while he's holding up the pure wrestling championship. Like, it, it, There's definitely a storyline brewing there, and I think I like it. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see. Maybe Gresham can't fully pull his weight in the tag title match because of the pure wrestling championship match. I don't know. They've announced one match so far. Uh, and teased another one. So they have announced Jay Briscoe versus EC3, which is a yeah. big-time match for me. I, I Ring of Honor EC3 might be the best EC3 so far, to be 100% yes. honest with you.
3: Yes. And, and, and some of that is because they, they teased a lot of that in Impact, and he had a brief stint in Impact. And then he left. And and I think as an impact fan, I was like, but wait, like we're and it just made sense for him to come back at Impact the way that he did. And the fact that he's kind of taken that to Ring of Honor um itself, like yeah. is good for him, you know. You might it really see him is again a reinvention. Impact. You might maybe, see but at this point, you know, I, I think even with him, like it, it's a better suited, it's it's a better fit for him. Both professionally and character-wise, like it just—it's it, much more of a serious tone. Yeah. Um. And and I I really like this this new East. I do too. Very very. very very excited for it.
2: I do too. Yes. I love the fact that he's still EC three. Like yes. he's now on his third company as EC three, which is because he's Dixie Carter's right. nephew. Like Yeah, but and- he's
3: really owned up to this three again, mm-hmm. too, more just with the promos and, and even just the the artwork now with the three, yep. more of the claw, more vicious. Mm-hmm. Those subtleties. I that's a beautiful thing about reinvention. The fact that he's literally taken Ethan Carter the third and taken it to EC three in a whole different company in a whole different attitude.
2: Yes, yeah. done well Beater. done very well Uh nothing else has been fully announced however we know the titles will be defended and on the most recent edition of Ring of Honor week to week or week by week or whatever they call it um, Brody King has challenged Roosh to a match for the Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Championship and the interesting wrinkle about this is the fact that Roosh's contract is up at the beginning of next year so to me like and he hasn't really done a lot of course COVID has happened and, and has Put a lot of that that wrinkle in there. Last year a final battle was PCO, which who was part of Villain Enterprises with Brody King, which right now Villain Enterprises is probably like saying Voldemort in Ring of Honor. You probably can't do it um just because of Marty Skrull. I do not even want to say his name. Um
3: Yeah, that's Voldemort right there. Yeah,
2: it kinda is. But and PCO beat Roosh for the title there and, of course, quickly lost it back to him. It was kind of for shock value, literally, if you go watch Final Battle, literal shock value, um, <laughs> as PCO was electrocuted before the match and maybe during the match. I can't remember. But Brody King, to me, for longtime Ring of Honor fans, won't like, like you think about Samoa Joe as the Ring of Honor world champion, and he was legendary. A 22-month title reign that was ended by surprise by Austin Aries, and and it was – so well done. But when Joe won the title, it was only like his second or third match in Ring of Honor. And it was kind of out of nowhere. And then he built from there as the champion. And Brody King, if you're an old school wrestling fan, if you like a Stan Hansen, a Bruiser Brody, an old school Samoa Joe to bring it back to more recent, Brody King can be that. And and if he goes over Roosh at final battle, it could be the kind of thing where he grows into his run. As a world champion in Ring of Honor If they give him the time And you need to give him 9-12 to 12 months To really grow into being that champion Which is, you know Who knows what they're going to look like Who knows what their taping schedule is going to be Who knows if they have fans You know, I, I laugh and we laughed about this before Like everyone just thinks when it becomes January 1st That everything's magically going to be better Because twenty twenty is going to be over And well, you know, I'm afraid I've got some bad news
4: I'm afraid I've got some bad news
2: the end of 2021 is probably going to be amazing. But um, but Brody Green could very well be your next Ring of Honor world champion due to the contractual situation for Roosh and where he wants to go. And now is the time to do that, in my opinion. So while it's not official yet, I mean, why would you make that challenge if it's not going to become a match? I'm very intrigued by it. I am, am very – I'm just intrigued by Final Battle in general. I think that Ring yeah. of Honor, what they did with the Pure Wrestling Championship – what they're going to do with final battle and supposedly going into the new year, trying to recreate what they did with the pure championship with the women's championship, um, which was the and women of honor. Very
3: much, yeah. I was going to say that's very much needed because the launch of women of honor really fell flat. That was one that I think people had such high yeah. expectations for because of the reputation of the company. And then it just, it just fell. Well, fairly just some of
2: the talent choices flat. are interesting and, yeah. and there's, you know, and, and I see there is a talent in ring of honor. Um, Quinn McKay, who's defending the division by screaming out the name Angelina Love. And I'm like, eh, wow, what year is it? Um, but you know, it, it is in Sumi Sakai. Ooh, okay. What year is it? Like, it's just a lot of, you know, come into the current time frame. And it's hard because mm-hmm. women's talent is swallowed up by WWE. And, and and now even AEW. So you've got you to gotta really dig yeah. to get that talent. But, but also it's a prime
3: time. I mean, they do have to do more scouting, but that's kind of the beauty of Ring of Honor. It is known as the independent promotion where some of the most talented wrestlers have come up and it was because other promotions didn't give them a, a look. And now yeah. women's wrestling has exploded to such amazing capacity that I think they really could find some real diamonds in the rough or just women that we just don't see as often often because uh, but still amazingly talented and ring of honor really could be the platform for that. So I, 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 I'm fairly optimistic of that, but yeah, I mean, this has been a very interesting year for, for ring of honor um, where uh, they were really coming up with a resurgence and building up this year to be something big. And then they really took a break. They kind of came back to um, I would say the wrestling game uh, later than a lot of other promotions they took their time and they were very cautious and i think that's helped but it also i think has allowed them to go back to basics um yep and that is really what ring of honor needed more than any promotion is to go back to to basics and go back to its foundation and like you mentioned with the peer tournament was a big success um even just having um you know, some new names in there, EC3 coming, the return, uh, of Mike Bennett, um, which, I mean, he had some of the, one of the best runs he had with, uh, with Ring of Honor. Absolutely. Um, and he's still able to do other things like with, you know, uh, Primetime Live and the United Wrestling Network, but also go back to, um, you know, the place that really helped build him as a star. I mean, there's, there's, of course you have the, you know, the Briscoes there, um, uh, as well, that continue to, to be kind of the the torch bearers, standard bearers for it. But, um, you know, they, there's a lot that even, like you said, with the Russia's contract, other contracts that may be coming up, title changes, all of that, that really leaves a pretty big, you know, wonder for Ring of Honor. But I think that when you strip away all of that fanciness and, and you get to it, it is still some of the best pure wrestling out there. And I think in some ways – This is exactly what they needed to do. And the fans will come. The fans will come back if they see it being kind of some shades of old, but still trying to incorporate things that are um, new and and going in a new direction. And like you know, you said, Brody King um, becoming champion, that could well be a possibility, but you really then have to take the time to establish him as a champion um, and take time to put some good competitors in front of him and have really good programs and matches, which I think they could absolutely do um and use the success of the tournament do what you're good at and continue with that so you know we're still talking about you nwa take the momentum of things that you've done right and move forward with it i'm just saying i'm just saying
2: you are just saying all right and you're right do another one
3: yes and that is december 18th final battle takes place so very 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 soon so we'll, we'll we'll do one more of this Random popcorn topic of that, but I threw that one in there for you because, I as that. most people know, I I just don't watch Ring of Honor. Yeah, we
2: did. Other it, than we, their did a, we did a presence. whole show oh
3: teaching God, you about Ring
2: of Honor, and we recorded it twice.
3: And we recorded it twice because I
2: and then the shows didn't happen, and then heard. COVID, <laughs> and then COVID happened.
3: All right, final topic is <laughs> it is Impact Wrestling, so. I only laughed because we were just talking everything intertwined. So... Something that I'm more familiar with now. That's mm-hmm. the other side of that. I actually do watch Impact Wrestling on a weekly basis. I do a Impact on Access TV review with the Jer Chambers from Big Gold Belt Media that gets posted on uh, Big Gold Belt Media's YouTube page. But I've actually been watching Impact fairly consistently. Speaking of, you know, this year really as a result yeah. of going to Hard to Kill, which now seems like a lifetime ago. That was right. just in January. And uh, now we are heading to the end of this year. Impact Wrestling's had really a, a lot of, of changes. Very kind of similar in the tone of Ring of Honor, where you've had to bring in some new—not had to—but they brought in some, uh, you know, people from from the past. Yeah. Um, most more notably, AC Three made a return for a brief stint. Eric Young came back after he was released. Uh, The Good Brothers came uh, after they were released. A lot of people came after they were released, but it also has been a a big change for them uh, to continue to record and have shows on Nexus TV with no audience as well. They have now been doing monthly pay-per-views through Impact Plus and also major pay-per-views through Fight TV and and pay-per-view providers. But I'm just kind of curious on your sense of of Impact Wrestling this year, um, because I feel like it's still very much an underrated, undervalued promotion, but also you still can't get what they say, the, tink, the stink of, of TNA off of it. Even today, I, during my review, I accidentally called it TNA. I have no idea why, right. but I did.
2: And see, that's the weird, and maybe it's because I don't watch as religiously, like Even though I send you guys the file so you guys can watch it, I don't always watch it. It's, uh, I don't think, for me, the stink of TNA is not on it. And, and, like, it's not that it is,
3: but I think just in memory and fans' memories, because TNA was such a cluster of. So many people, uh, a lot of almost like you know, the last leg of, of people's careers. You know, people who literally should have retired but went to Impact instead or TNA yeah. at the time. Um, you know, some of the crazy stipulation matches, uh, the crazy booking decisions, uh, celebrity appearances like, literally losing
2: each, AJ Styles,
3: yeah. I mean, being the ground for now what so many people see is as, as mm-hmm. people who, who've gone through the wings of TNA and now are at AEW and in WWE like Samoa Joe like AJ Styles even the young bucks this mm-hmm. week on the uh, impact uh flashback match of the week it was the uh ladder match uh between the Motor City Machine Guns and Generation uh Me mm-hmm. um and I forget what year, but it was one of the, the papers. Probably
2: gotta have, there. had it been like a 2012, 2013.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but just that, that match was part of the flashback moment of the mm-hmm. week. Um, and, and so it's really interesting to see how you've had people who have grown into gone into other companies really and made some stop in, in impact of TNA. And most of the time you don't hear positive things about it. Um, But it does seem like they've really taken really over the past few years, but this year, especially in putting together and presenting a different product. Uh, And I especially believe that the knockouts division itself has grown and been uh, a pillar of the company Mm -hmm. where you have reliable, strong matches and stories in ways that other divisions don't. Um, And the complaints that I've had about the AEW women's division uh, is things that they need to be looking at products like Impact, where if they still want to do things that are fun and entertaining, but also have really good matches with a lean roster. I think impact does that. They have a fairly lean women's roster, even though they had some really big signings um, earlier this year yeah. with Kimberly and Tasha Steele. It's also again, utilizing what's on the independent And I still think there's a plethora of talent out there. So there wouldn't be almost any excuse for ROH if they wanted to build up their women's division. It is out there. It you is. know, I think you got to just examine what you want for your roster and what kind of matchups you have, but the the knockouts division there is fairly lean, but consistently every week, great matches, great storylines, enough where they're doing, they brought back the Knockouts Tag Team titles. Um, They've had to bring in a few additional women to help bring out that tournament to fill out that roster. But even months beforehand, you already had established teams that you could absolutely see them being crowned Knockouts champions, whether it's Atayo and Rosemary, uh, Deanna Perrazzo and Kimberly, Tasha Steels and Kara Hogan, Nevaeh and Havoc. Um, you know, th- they had already set up this dynamic months and months down the line to the point when this was announced it wasn't a surprise and you already kind of had your front runners. So there's some really good long-term long-term storytelling. And I've mentioned this before. If you like dumb stuff, if you like the dumb segments in AEW, you're going to like what happens in Impact as well. I
2: think they Last they do dumb better like, anyway.
3: They do dumb better than anybody. And I should know cuz I'm dumb. Like I just love dumb stuff. <laughs>
2: They do Okay, so they do so I want to say two things about Impact Wrestling since, you know, I didn't know about these topics and I don't watch as much as you do, but there's two things that I want to say about them. One, one good and one not bad but one of interest. So good. Yeah. I honestly think they and I know everybody loves to praise AEW for this. I think they did st- no fan wrestling better than anybody from the jump. I really mm-hmm. do. Um I think they don't get the credit they deserve for it. I, I don't think they, they really get any of, of what they deserve for what they've been able to pull off during this, this era. I think their shows feel the best without fans and I think they've done a really good job. I mean, some of the performance center WWE stuff was just rough. Like you look at what they do now with Thunderdome and the fan reaction and of course what they've created for NXT. With the CWC, like, it's just amazing. But Impact Wrestling, to me, Ring of Honor has done well with it as well, but Impact did it first. And they've done, you know, empty arena wrestling better than anybody up to this point. And and I firmly believe that. Point number two that I want to make is the point of interest. Is the end of this year, two very interesting contracts are expiring in Impact Wrestling. And that is Taya, who you mentioned already, and of course her husband, works in WWE, so that's an interesting wrinkle. Does she go there? Does she maybe go to a ring of honor and she can pursue other ventures and still work in Mexico and things like that? Um, and the other one is Ethan Page, and that's the most it interesting is. one, and I've said it before on your show, and uh, the hashtag Miranda Show, which you can hear at ChairShot Radio Network, ChairShot.com. Always use your head. I'm not going to play the soundbite, but um, he's got himself finally in a good shape, which is something that he's been criticized for for years, and, and he's I think he's gone. I don't think he's staying. I, I really don't, unless they they pay him a lot. Like I think he's taking yeah. the opportunity to cash in, and I think he goes to NXT. I really do. I think. I don't think he's he's a friend. If they let him
3: be the Karate Man. Like I don't care where he goes. I just need the Karate Man gimmick. I'm sure you'll Please. get some of it.
2: I don't see him going to all Friends wrestling. I don't see that happening. But I do see him getting the opportunity that he deserves. Going to NXT, Josh Alexander, I don't believe his contract is up, so it's going to be interesting to see where he goes. He is an amazing talent and, given the right direction, could be a world champion for a company like Impact Wrestling on the single side of things. But I firmly believe you're going to see Ethan Page in the Capital Wrestling Center in 2021, and I think he's gonna light it on fire in a good way. I, I think he's gonna do some amazing. Things.
3: I mean, I, I I agree. I love the North. I love the North. It's really one of the only tag teams that have really got me excited about tag team wrestling, and I think it's because they're so different. their Their personalities are different, but they just... well. They just gel so well in the yeah. ring, um, and, and they've been doing they this were, together
2: for years. They were, yeah. I hate the fact that they're. I love the North, but I hate that they're called the North because they're Monster Mafia. They were Monster Mafia for years yeah. before they were the North. And Oh yes, but maybe you can't use that. It's catchy.
1: It is, it is. They I both know, are. I know, but, but I think he's uh, going
2: to, it, it could be a situation where he tears it up in, in NXT and then a year and a half from now, whenever Josh Alexander is no longer in a contract, he might show up too and, and, oh and do some God. amazing things there. But it's, yes. I'm, I'm excited for that possibility.
4: Yeah.
2: I'm interested to see what happens with Taya. I can't really make a bold prediction on that, but I would
3: yeah.
2: boldly say that, that Ethan Page is going to end up uh, working for Triple H next year.
3: Yeah. And that would be a huge change. But again, we just talked about it earlier. I mean, there's so many people who started an impact or had some time in impact and, you know, moved on. Um, and we could easily see some of the people who were released by WWE, you know, make a run at an impact and go back to WWE in the future. You know, like that's very possible because of the fact that they get a, a spotlight. Um, one in particular that I didn't really know much about, but I've started to grow a fondness for is Brian Myers, you know, from like Kurt Hawkins. Like literally he spent a career losing and walking around with a stupid cane. And now I feel like he's still doing some dumb stuff, but like more entertaining stuff. And he's actually having matches, matches that I'm actually seeing and watching and saying, wow, that's, he, he has a, a, a good ring presence. And so those little things that, you know, people do get those opportunities. And and I do think, you know, some of that m- impact was wise that when a lot of those WWE releases occurred, they just played coy about it. They played into the media. They played into the what-ifs because they knew that that was going to be a big opportunity for, for them to get some eyes on the product. So I think it was smart the way that they did that. And I think it's anytime you go and look at, and watch a new wrestling product, or maybe one that you haven't seen, there's always aspects of it that you find entertaining and maybe things that you you don't like and, and all that. But I do feel like this year in particular has helped me get a bigger appreciation for, other mainstream products. Um, And also, I think with Impact, just the work that they've done over the past few years and some of the things that they do really, really well that they don't get credit for still things that they need to really evaluate. You know, what is going to be their presence in the wrestling landscape? Because a few years ago, it was really, you know, do you want to be number two? Well, that's not even a question anymore. So, and even a three or four, because there's so many different products out there. It should be more, who do you want to be? What what do you, who do you want, or what do you want out of your company? What do you want people to to remember you as? Whereas WWE is very much sports entertainment and entertainment. AEW is trying to, you know, really focus more on, on the wrestling part, but also uh, the entertainment part, but in a way that it's by wrestlers for wrestlers. And we've well, mentioned they're, this.
2: Their attitude era. That's what they're trying to be. They're trying to be. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Slash old school WCW. Uh mm. Why? Not like not like night like late nineties WCW. Not even which like is still attitude. There, though, but just still attitude out. Monday Night Wars esque. Um Good luck with that. You know. <laughs> You have you know products like Ring of Honor that is really focused on on wrestling, same thing I think with with m l w um and then you even have you know international promotions making their mark because of streaming you know them having a bigger presence in the state, so you already have a whole gambit and variety you know I have n w a united wrestling network as we talked about too, you know rising up um so who do you want to be? What do What is your company identity? And it's not a number anymore. It's what makes you different, what makes you stand out. And I think Impact is still figuring that out, but they're doing it in ways that isn't as obnoxious or silly as the tales of, of TNA. So, um, you know, it's, it's just been a big revelation and turning point for me this year as a fan getting to go more in depth into that product and seeing some great things and also continuing to see stuff as like... Yeah, I don't know about that. Now I, you know, there's there's a reason why maybe people still are unsure about this, but I think it's also a good effort and lesson in anyone who, as we've said before, if you don't like what you see on Monday nights, on Wednesday nights, on Friday nights, you know, find other products. There's a huge amount out there that you can find, literally that will help appease, you know, your taste as a wrestling fan. So don't blame the industry. Don't even blame a particular product, too, because also at the end of the day, it's about what their company identity is and who they're trying to to be.
2: Let's do a commercial. Do a commercial. And then we're
3: Commercial.
5: lucha-masks.com by pro wrestling revolution bringing you in partnership with mask republic the lucha brothers as well as japanese legend ultimo dragon go to lucha-masks.com and fight lucha strong with masks from your favorite lucha legends and pro wrestling revolution luchadores Stay safe in style and represent your favorite luchador. Get yours now at lucha maskscom powered by Pro Wrestling Revolution.
4: This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. All right, gentlemen, you have three minutes and you better make it good. We got three minutes that we're out of here. The clock is ticking and we're in the clear. We got three minutes that we're out of here. We got three
2: minutes that we're out of here. So I'm going to use, I'm not going to use the topic I was going to use for three minute warning. We'll, we'll save that for when Patrick's back. Um, I'm going to use it, what was going to be the second topic on the show, but we're not going to break it down in detail. But if you are hearing this on Wednesday, tonight you will see John Moxley defend the AEW World Championship against Kenny Omega. In the presumed main event of the Winter Is Coming edition of AEW Dynamite. And of course on a week where they quote unquote lost to NXT in the ratings. Who cares? It's a fake ratings battle anyway. But the thing for me is that this match, AEW fans are calling John Moxley versus Kenny Omega the modern day version of Stone Cold You're just laughing because you know it is. Of Stone Cold Steve Austin versus the Rock. So so they're calling this (laughs) The modern day version okay, of Stone Cold Steve Austin versus The Rock. Your thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> That's the bullshit. Come on, oh, it's the bullshit. I can't,
3: I can't, all oh, that, I can't.
2: Like that to me is like like this is this is Miranda no. this is Miranda walking through the mall seeing the store full of dogs. Like this is what this is how AEW fans look at their product. Like it's just the that's how I feel. I like know, they look at you, like it's just I stupid.
3: I can't say it with a straight face. No, no, and no. Like it no. just isn't. It isn't.
1: So and Patrick you don't need and I.
3: To, are... One, you don't need to be modern day rock and stone cold. You don't. You, you can't just be. be Kenny. You can well, yes. be. You can't, but you don't need to be. You could just be John Moxley and Kenny Omega. Like I and maybe and like you said, maybe fans have been dubbing this and not necessarily the company, but you know, I think that there is a very big reliance on the past when you don't need to have the next so and so or the next, or no. the next yeah. big rivalry. You could be the first. But going back, especially as someone who vividly, you know, recalls on the Attitude Era, like literally every day, uh, as I just remember the simpler times of being a child, um, there was so much more to that dynamic, so much more interaction. We've really barely had any interaction between John Moxley and Kenny Omega up until just the past few weeks, right. And I think personality-wise, yes, you can see kind of the two biggest names in the company going head-to-head. But when you think about their interactions, how their identities were so conflicting about their storytelling and storylines, like there was just so much more depth into it that was built over years. The main event of three
2: WrestleManias. Yeah. Well, one wasn't the main event, second to last match. In in front of, you know, one arena, two stadium-sized crowds. Like... This is Moxley and Omega is like if Austin and Rock had a match for the Intercontinental Championship on Saturday night's main event Mm -hmm. or maybe on a takeover like that's it's just even Sunday night heat. Nah, I think it's better than that. I'll give him a little more credit. Well,
3: I – no. You know what? I put Sunday Night Heat on a much wider platform. That should have been a topic. We should have a debate about Sunday Night well, Heat. You
2: still have the bucket and you still have paper and we still have more weeks ahead of us. So yes,
3: we can, so we can always discussion do that. Of that. But I, But I see that analogy is very – fair that it's so early in this maybe two to three years down the line but this could be a different conversation
2: because they wrestled on pay-per-view once before and they had their hardcore match and really stupid contrived spots and it's just i just don't see it here's a crazy thing that that um that i was going to present as well as part of this topic that i find hilarious okay i find that you know me we've talked about it before wrestlers start wrestling promotions to push themselves. Like we've talked about this privately and publicly. This is why if a a local wrestler starts a wrestling promotion, it's because they want to put themselves over. That's just the way it is. They're not getting the opportunities that, that they think they should have. And so they start their own thing and it fails. Um, so if I'll say when Kenny Omega wins the AEW world championship, Mm -hmm. because John Moxie has been that champion since February. And that's a long time in wrestling, especially in AEW. um, he will be the AEW World Champion. The Young Bucks will be the AEW World <laughs> Tag Team Champions. And we're just a few weeks removed from Cody Rhodes losing the AEW TNT Championship for a second time. Which really bothers me. We're just a few weeks away from having the entire Elite hold all the belts in... You,
3: and AEW. that's what you've been waiting for. That's what you've been waiting for. And I didn't think they like, were going to do it. I, I
2: told think, you! I didn't think the Young Bucks were going to beat FTR at the last pay-per-view. I didn't. I was no, wrong.
3: I mean... I, especially after that stipulation that you know if they didn't win, they weren't right. going to challenge Same again. Thing Cody did, Cause, and yeah. Because also you wonder why would you even put that stipulation? It was very unnecessary to, to of even it do was. that. So uh, what to add some suspense? I don't. I don't know. I don't but. Know. uh, yeah, you know, It, it is, we're not too far removed from that. Who knows what the future holds? It, we could see that variation. But you're right in, as far as, you know, we could easily at least see two out of the three main belts being held by...
2: Well, Cody's um, already held the other main belt. Like, well, oh
3: yeah, but simultaneously. Right, but, but yes, still, it took right. a year and, and two and, months
2: for all the executives that wrestle in the company, if Kenny wins, and Kenny's already been a tag team champion, but it took a year and two months for all of them to hold all the major titles in the company. Like that's just a bunch of crap and proves the criticism that a lot of us have had about AEW. And I'm not saying people shouldn't watch it, watch whatever makes you happy, but go out there and, and, and do it and have fun Two a side notes. since this show has been all about side notes about AEW that I want to mention. If you're watching dark, I'm so excited that our good friend, Alex Chamberlain has been on there literally every week. Losing tag team matches, but literally every week, I know that um, I, I don't want to say too much, but there's some things going on, and, and I'm hopeful that that he gets the opportunity that he so richly deserves. And, yes, I'm just saying that because I'm a big fan of his because it was actually, you know, thanks to Facebook, seven years ago today that we had the first ever Alex Chamberlain oh. interview on this program. And it was, like, seven weeks ago today that we accidentally called him on this program and then yeah, a few months that, ago. that also that happened week, before we started.
3: Greg accidentally called him. So nice he answered. I like, know, he right? He was like, hey, that. guys.
2: So uh, – but he said – yeah, I'm, I'm super yeah. excited about that. But I don't watch a lot of AEW mostly because of time. I don't watch Dark, but I follow everything that Alex Chamberlain does mm-hmm. for very personal biased reasons, and because of that reason, I saw his match from last week's Dark, teaming with Dennis Finrear, which, by the way, get a better name, Dennis. Like seriously, <laughs> Finrear.
3: Like, Leave the man alone, okay?
2: Taz couldn't even say the guy's name, like it was just so bad. But they wrestled the acclaimed, and I just want to go on record as saying that Max Castor if AEW has any idea of what they are doing, will be a huge star in pro wrestling. Like he, he's very reminiscent of a very, very early version of The Rock. And that's a dangerous comparison to make for anybody. Some of it's due to the pineapple hair that The Rock had and that he kind of has now. Um, He can talk like nobody's business. His ring work is decent to good, very similar to The Rock. But if he gets flashy, it's, it's right there. He has, to me, mainstream appeal. And when he does his, his his diss track on the way to the ring, like he's got the perfect voice for it. He can work. Um, Anthony Bowen should be thanking his lucky stars that he got put into a tag team with the guy because he's somebody who deserves an opportunity. He's been doing this a long time, whereas Max Caster hasn't. Um, I hope the fact that AEW... It's like WWE doesn't focus enough on tag teams and AEW focuses mm-hmm. too much on tag teams. I too hope that doesn't hold teams. him back. I hope he's one of the ones that ends up in WWE at some point because I think he can be a mega star on a major stage and even be a multimedia crossover star. I'm talking five, six, seven, eight years down the road right now. He's super young. Yeah. But that guy is going to be a huge freaking star. But Moxley and Omega is what it is, what it's not is Austin versus The Rock. So that's going to do it. So we said that Miranda would open the show, so I will close the show. Thank you for listening to the El Ocho edition of The Super the hashtag Miranda and Greg Demarco. Super, such good shit show, pal. We appreciate you tuning in. We appreciate you listening and being a part of the fun that we have. And, and really, when we do these shows, especially the shit shows, we're just like opening up a lot of what the two of us are like <laughs> together to you to see and hear. Yes, yeah, talk on about the pulling
3: the curtain. That, that's this is literally pulling such the
2: good curtain. Shit. It, it is pulling a curtain
3: lot back. of our day to day. Conversations. We, we
2: have a lot of fun and and that's just what you know I hope those of you who are listening can find yourself a uh, a a friendship as good as this one and and if you do, then maintain it and, and and keep it going at all costs and fight for it no matter what but this is uh a bit of a blast, so do yourself a favor. Go follow at Shop Media so you can hear all the great podcasts. Like Bandwagon Nerds, hear our friend Patrick O'Dowd talk about stuff that's more in his wheelhouse. I mean, he loves wrestling, has his whole life, but yes. he also loves all the pop culture stuff. Does a great job with PC Tunney, with David Ungar. Uh, Ray Cash has been jumping in as well. Speaking of Ray Cash, three-man weave. I want to talk about three-man weave for a second. One of the most underrated sports shows out there. Him and PC Tunney and Christopher Platt do a great job bouncing around from topic to topic. If you're not a huge sports fan, you can listen to Three Man Weave and then the next day have some conversations about sports and sound a lot smarter than you might really be. And that's the kind of show that they are. They do a great job. All three of them are very knowledgeable about sports and it's a vastly underrated show here at the chair shot and i want you to go back and listen to three men weave as often as possible they don't get to do it every week because their schedules are crazy but when they do it it's damn good and, and so i definitely encourage you to listen to that um that's it, you know i could plug everything all the time but we'd be here for hours so the big plug this is gonna be for three men weave but all the shows are available to chairshot.com plus all of our distribution partners like itunes spotify iheart google play like subscribe leave us the old five-star review tell a friend to be a part of that at Chairshot media of course the website you know what it is it's thechairshot.com use your head head on over there
5: thechairshot.com always
2: use your head you get some great t-shirts Miranda where can you get those amazing wonderful t-shirts for nineteen ninety-nine?
3: 99 you can get them at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash thechairshot
2: spend a couple extra bucks get that soft style Feel so good so fresh and so clean so comfortable you want to do that go over to the instagram she's crossed a thousand but that doesn't mean you can't follow her anyway you'll be glad you did at the hashtag miranda from miranda morales on instagram you can follow me at chair on all of your forms of social media um especially if you like the non-if you want to learn more about me from a non-wrestling perspective instagram is the place to do that because I post very little wrestling things on Instagram and, and I'm living my best life over there. So definitely go check that out. And just, just, you know, the holidays are coming up. It's crazy busy and, and just, you know, have a lot of fun. Do everything you can to enjoy yourself, enjoy your life. And, uh, we'll, you know, you'll be, be better because of it. That's for sure. Uh, but really just want to encourage everybody to, to go out there and do their best and, and just have some fun over these next few weeks. So, and, okay, so I'm going to do what I do, Miranda, and then I want yes. you to throw yours on the end of it. Okay. It's okay? yes. so, like I'll do mine and you can be like, and also. Yes. Does that work? Okay. This is, this yes. is, this is literally, we'll do it live.
3: All we'll right, do, it we'll live. do
4: it
2: live. That's what we're doing right now. So for Miranda Morales, I am Greg DeMarco. Thank you for listening, encouraging you to always use your
3: head. And don't forget to always keep it soft style.
0: to get home to stream that highly anticipated series finale well it may take longer with t-mobile 5g home internet you could be stuck with slower speeds during the busiest hours because you share your network with cell phone users why deal with that switch to cox internet with two times faster download speeds than t-mobile 5g home internet during peak hours plus cox offers free panoramic wi-fi equipment and a 30-day money-back guarantee why not switch visit cox.com slash 5g home for details t-mobile prioritizes certain t-mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.